Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to another Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It's June 2nd, 2020. And Eric, long time no see. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, we missed you. Um, this is Eric Peterson, software consultant for Order Solutions, and I'm Gavin Picken, a software consultant for Order Solutions. So first, we just want to thank our sponsors, Order Solutions. Uh, obviously, the makers of all the favorite box products. And right now, we actually have some live virtual workshops that are going on. So you can support Audis for supporting us by doing some live virtual workshops. The first one is this week, which I'll be doing the Cold Box Zero to Hero. And then in a couple of weeks' time, uh, Luis will be doing his Hero to Superhero API edition. And we have other workshops coming up uh, announced in the, in the future. And you can also support us by using CFCast, right, Eric? That's right. CFCast is up as well. If you uh, had a ticket to enter the box, you have a- should have received an email with access. And uh, we have some other fun news that we'll get to later about CFCasts. Yep. And then we also want to thank our Patreon supporters that helped make this podcast possible. And right now we're almost 50% fully funded for our podcast. So Patreon has taken half of the support from orders. So we really appreciate that. And our newest supporter is Charlie Earhart. So thank you, Charlie, for that. I appreciate it. Uh, and obviously, if you want to learn more, you can go to patreon.com slash order solutions and uh, find out a little more about our packages and, and what the money goes towards and everything else. So really appreciate your support. Okay, well, let's get into the news. So we've got a few releases this week. The first one is Forgebox 5.1 was released. Um, so a minor release for uh, Forgebox suite of products, uh, but a quite a lot of updates in that and we've been doing a lot of work with Forgebox lately and it sh- really shows so yeah the team has really been polishing it and you can check out the blog post on the Ordis blog to see all the fixes and improvements and quality of life things that they added for us yeah so here we got like about eight bugs were fixed it looks like eight new features and about 10 improvements so it's not it's a pretty big for a you know for a minor release so nice to see that out there so um, and that does actually work for the community version of Forgebox. If anyone is uh, using the enterprise versions or any other versions of Forgebox too, you, you'll get that available as well. So it works for all the plans, which is kind of nice. We also had a command box 5.1.1 uh, release, uh, basically a patch version after last week's 5.1.0. So a few of you Mac users out there might have had an issue um, <laughs> Starting up ColdFusion servers. Apparently, uh, Mac OS was uh, not a valid OS system, um, and, <laughs> and it I believe it was specifically with Lucy servers as well. Yeah, so I don't know why um, Brad did not do it. It wasn't because he hates Macs. Don't worry, uh, but there was some. Uh, no, he does. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, there was some something uh, amiss there, and several people using macOS weren't able to start Lucy servers, so they've uh, released that, so 5.1.1 is out, uh, you can go grab that, and we have a, a short blog post on that one as well, and it looked like they maybe snuck a couple other little things in here too, so yeah. a couple other little bugs, and this uh, improvement, which I think is pretty cool, so yeah, it allows, so, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, especially if you're using our Docker images, the uh, verbose flag on starting the server will now give you um, 
a lot of information about the server starting up, including the CF engine it's getting, why you're getting that ev engine, and there's been some confusion of that. But it won't do a debug logging of all the requests. So you can have the verbose information when you start the server, but not for every request that comes in. So that's nice. And I know that's coming into our uh, command box images, Docker images, very soon. Yeah, I think John said he's going to work on that today or tomorrow. So hopefully those will get done and pushed out pretty soon. So yeah, that's that's pretty important because you don't want logging of everything like crazy debug logs. But when you're starting up, usually a little more information there is, is useful. So right. very cool. Okay, well, this one's in your court. Quick 3.1.0 was released. Yeah, um, again, just a little minor feature and then some bug fixes. Basically, I was working on an app and I wanted to automatically convert a string in the database to JSON, you know, uh, structs and arrays in ColdFusion. So there's a new JSON cast component, works great, and uh, just a few other um, minor compatibility things. It's ready for Coldbox 6 when Coldbox 6 launches, things like that. So, Very cool. Okay. Well, if they want to find out more, there's a, a link to uh, quick.autosbox.com and there's the What's New 3.1, which talks about that. And there's also all the other little uh, releases in there too. It's kind of neat to see the change log going on. So, And we try cool. to keep that one very up to date for you. Yeah, it's not like a major um, like framework, so we can usually roll things out a little faster in our in our modules. And so, as Brad mentions, quick releases every time Eric wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we also wanted to make an announcement um, that Audis is now an Adobe trusted development partner, and so Adobe has a, a new page on their website, and Audis is included on that. And so we'll show you this here. But basically, uh, this is a uh, joining forces to build better applications. And so they have uh, TechServant, uh, Lucid Outsourcing Solutions, which is uh, you know a few of the, the members are supporters of us, especially your guest, Mr. Which uh, Auto Solutions is there. And we've also got a couple other uh, Metrosoft, Coalescent Solutions, Tech Friend Consulting. So they've listed uh, several of their um, supporters and uh, trusted development partners. So. Um, as it states here, our trusted development partners are committed to finding simple solutions for complex problem problems and deploying high quality IT services. Their solid expertise coupled with the diverse features offered by Adobe ColdFusion has helped these companies build secure and high performing web applications for clients across the globe. So it was uh, nice to get a little uh, recognition there from Adobe for, for our work. And I like that there's a lot of great developers uh, listed there. So congrats to everyone who made that list there. So very cool. We also um, saw that uh, the Adobe Developer Week from a couple of weeks ago, um, they sent out uh, emails to everyone who registered. And basically, if you registered, you get all the information. But in that, they actually sent the, a link with all the videos all the slides for those videos. Um, and so if, you, if you're looking for those videos, check your email if you registered. If you haven't, they still allow you to register now. So if you register, you may receive those uh, retrospectively, so, uh, or retroactively. <laughs> so uh, maybe register there or ask someone who registered and they can send you that email. Um, but there's all those 10 sessions, which were great. And also at the bottom, they were asking for people who are interested in taking the 
uh, CF certification online. So it looks like they're moving that online at last. And they, would, they were hoping to have it at CF Summit East. And if CF Summit West doesn't happen, this will at least allow people to get that certification. So um, that's really nice to, to see them moving forward with that. I know that's a, a big uh, product and a lot of demand for that right now too. Right. Cool. Well, in case you missed it, um, we had a webinar last week, um, CB Security. So I know that you actually attended this and had some thoughts about it. You want to tell us what you thought of it? Yeah, so CB Security is our uh, module that handles authorization. So if somebody's allowed to access a certain site, it also bundles in authentication and even some uh, JSON web token goodness in it. So Luis took us through all the different features of CB Security and how to get it set up. And um, it was really good. It was good for me to watch. I haven't done much with CB Security, funny enough. Uh, I have a similar library I've been developing called CB Guard. And uh, well, the webinar was enough to convince me it probably should be combined and retired. So Luis, you, you won this one. We'll, <laughs> we'll do it. We'll combine them. <laughs> Yeah, so CB Security obviously uses a CB Auth as well and a few other modules to do what it needs to do. And so a lot of the stuff Eric was already using, like the Quick Auth already does a lot of the, uh, and it has CB Auth in there. And yeah, CB Security just sort of did what CB Guard did without actually including the module. But, but it's it's got a lot of good features in it. And it's definitely like a comprehensive security package. So if we can keep one package with all the features and maybe just toggle on and off, you know, what you want to use, it'd be, it'd be good going forward, especially with the JWT stuff. A lot of people are really interested in that. And that's the perfect thing to learn about at, uh, the hero to superhero API edition workshop in a couple right. of weeks here. I'll be going through CB security and using the JWT pieces of it and everything. So, uh, definitely good, but you can check that out. And as Eric shared on the link, the video is already up on cfcast.com under the webinar series. So really cool to see. So speaking of cfcast and that video being up there, I uh, heard you put some more content up there just recently. Yeah. So in addition to that webinar, you can go and view all of the webinars for 2020 so far and view them for free on CFCast. You just need to sign up for a free account. So you have uh, Luis's webinar on CB security, the last one with Brad on command box, and it goes down the list. So all Very of those cool. are available for free over on CFCast. Yep. So they are free. Just uh, get registered for your free account and you can check them out. So yeah, there's a lot of good content here and we're going to be adding more and more all the time so um yeah i'm really excited to get this up and running and i know Luis and and the team have given me a list of videos that they want me to start producing too so i'm going to start getting some content out there as well so we're going to awesome. build it up very cool okay we also um have a reminder just for the CF State of the Union, oh, sorry, State of the CF Union survey. Um, it's still available on TerraTech. I'm going to actually click on it right now and just see if there's a date for deadlines because I wonder if it's going to keep going. It's still available. So I'm going to share that link in the chat and it's in the show notes as well. But go tell us what products you're using, what versions of servers, you know, are you using testing or not? And uh, just all that information is really useful for a lot of the framework developers and even the engines themselves to know what to support and keep supporting and, and what features are available or, or should be kept available. So I uh, really appreciate your, your feedback there. And uh, like I said, we use it at Audis and I know a lot of other people do too. And 
playing it's just fun to go check out the numbers and see what's happening like <laughs> i keep hearing stories of people running cf4 <laughs> and stuff like that <laughs> and i think at the adobe developer week someone was asking about how to upgrade from cf4 to cf18 <laughs> and we're like uh delete and restart <laughs> i'm not even sure what servers still support that i mean that was almost floppy disk time you know like that was that long ago <laughs> so crazy okay well, that's it for our news. Uh, let's jump into the conferences. Yeah, so last week uh, th there was a couple virtual conferences. One of them was Docker Kong. They had a one-day conference online for free. Did you get to um, watch any of those, Gavin? Yeah, I watched some of it, and it's, the great thing about this is it's all available online. They had like four or five different sessions going at once, and they had a lot of good content. But it's all recorded, and everything that wasn't, um, you know, sort of in-person on-demand, uh, sorry, in-person live that you couldn't do later is being re-released at docker.com slash dockercon. And there was a lot of good content. I know Charlie was tweeting about um, some of those things uh, with... Um, like how to get started with Docker, and they had um, you know some different things on Swarm and Kubernetes, and they had just a lot of interesting things. And some of the case studies and interviews were really good too. So I've watched some of it, and I hope to catch up on the rest because it was a pretty busy day. I mean, like I said, five tracks you can't see it all, but it's all up there. So you know, find find the pieces you want and go check it out. And so we'll share that link here as well. But just to show you what I mean by a lot of content. these are all the sessions that they had so as you see there's <laughs> multiple channels all day long um so there's a lot of good stuff in there so definitely go check it out um and there were some uh, some deals running so i'm still not sure if they're available but brett fisher is one of my my favorite uh, docker captains i actually met him at yeah. Muricon a few years ago and he was doing discounts on all his docker courses so uh, he actually was running the captains on deck channel there where basically he had different docker captains in and talking about different topics every hour so he was basically live for like six hours and then the next day he still went live again with his normal show so uh, wow. he's got a lot of great content and uh, definitely recommend checking him out and he still may have those discounts available so they're great docker right. courses we definitely recommend them so yeah that's that's brett fisher's courses on udemy correct yep um they're really great I'm, I'm a little jealous here of the synergy docker gets to calling all their developer experience advocates captains yeah like i, I want a cool term like that for us <laughs> box people but i don't know what you call us you know squares i don't know yeah <laughs> i know they got something they got some pretty cool names and conventions with the whole dot com thing so yeah <laughs> The ships, the, the all their named whales and everything, and that was one of the coolest things when we went to the the Docker conference a couple of years ago. They had like a life size Docker whale hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> it was pretty huge. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So apparently, uh, David says you're a boxer, or Charlie says you can be packers. <laughs> packers, shippers, yeah, boxers. Yep, I don't know. Yeah, shippers. Yeah. But Brad says the, the module Meister is not good enough for yeah, you, Yeah, but we need, like, a generic term for all of us. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a lot of fun last week. And then, obviously, uh, I mentioned earlier, the Adobe Developer Week videos are available. Uh, you do have to register to get those links. But um, also, 
all the Microsoft Build videos are available and a lot of great content there too. So if you go to um, MS Build, I believe, .microsoft.com, uh, all those links, all those videos are there as well. So it's a lot of great content to catch up on if you missed them. Okay, so in uh, as we mentioned, Into the Box 2020, we skipped our workshops, but we're providing them now. So this week, June 4th and 5th, the Cold Box Zero to Hero, uh, that is the training I will be leading. So it'll be virtual online. Uh, you still have a couple more days to sign up. Um, if you go to autosolutions.com slash events, you can click the link to go to register. And the price is $8.99, but there is a discount. If you use Podcast 10, you'll get 10% off. And if you're a into the box attendee you actually get a 15% off discount so if you guys didn't get that code emailed to you reach out to us and we can get that for you as well um, but that way you can save a little bit on the workshop um, and then in two weeks time Luis will be doing cold box hero to superhero api edition and that's june 18th and 19th and again that'll be the same two-day session and then we have a lot of other great workshops i know the quick workshop that you're working on had to be postponed but it will be coming so watch yes. out for those dates very soon. And then we have a lot of great content. Uh, we have test spots and then Charlie also mentioned he might be willing to do his, uh, his workshop as well. So we'll be talking to him and get some dates scheduled as well. So, so yeah, so lots of great workshops coming to you soon. And then the first one again this week, Thursday, Friday. So I'll, those of you registered, I'll see you there. Okay. CF Summit West, we're still waiting on confirmation there. We haven't heard anything official yet. So, and CF Camp. And same for, yeah, same for CF Camp. Just waiting and waiting. So. Okay. So next on our list, let's get to some blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. Yeah. Well, the first one, of course, is from Ben Nadal. <laughs> so. Yep. This one's about the mid function and on Lucy... Um, he's on Lucy 534. Mid can return, uh, does not throw an exception if you go out of bounds. For instance, if you had a five character string and you started at, th at three and said grab 100 characters, it would just grab you know, the last three characters and be done. Um, yeah. So that was interesting. I don't know if I've ever tried that. I've always done like the painstaking, all right, let's calculate how long the string is and minus this. And so <laughs> yep, exactly. it's kind of a nice uh, trick. Yeah. And so even if you ask for zero characters, it'll still give you an empty string, which before that used to blow up as well. So, so and and I don't know if he tested it, but uh, oh, it, it does work in Cold Fusion 2018 as well. So Very cool. it's a nice quality of life improvement for those of us on the upgrade path. Yeah. It's one of those things. Um, yeah. That, you know, you've probably hurt yourself a few times. You got a lot of extra code trying to check for those, those out of bounds and now it just works. So it's kind of neat. Cool. And then we had another one from fusion reactor and this one here is kind of sad, uh, end of a life on a product. But uh, it, it does make sense. So Fusion Analytics is one of their long-living products. It's basically took the logs from Fusion Reactor. So uh, Fusion Reactor usually works for the last restart or 24 hours for the traditional version. And I believe the cloud stuff lasts a little longer. But previously, what you did is you have Fusion Reactor storing all the logs somewhere. And you'd use something like Fusion Analytics to actually take those logs and look at them and do more trends and do more fancy stuff. But they're basically ending uh, ending the product December 2020. 
updates at the end of the year. And one of the main reasons, to be honest, is that Adobe will stop updating the the Flash player at the end of uh, 2020, and its majority of the work was done in, in Flash. And so instead of completely rewriting the product and not use Flash for security reasons, they just decided to sunset it. And um, Fusion Reactor also has their cloud um, replacement. So yep. Fusion Reactor Cloud, which has a lot of the the features that you might have been looking for in Fusion Analytics. And their blog post invites those who are currently using Fusion Analytics to have a, uh, to evaluate Fusion Reactor Cloud with a free trial account. Yep, and uh, we use Fusion Reactor Cloud with a lot of clients. It's really helpful with um, with some of the you know Docker clients, especially because the servers pop up and down so fast sometimes. Yeah, you can't keep track of all the logs, so they put them all together. And if you've got a cluster, it'll combine them as well, so you can see them in combined or separate. Yeah. So it's especially nice when you've done something to mess up your Docker container, and they just the health check kills it, <laughs> and over and over again, and you're like, I don't have a container I can get into. <laughs> yep. And as Charlie mentioned too, the archive metrics feature, which I think was released in 7.2, um, you know, basically gave you some of the nice graphical interfaces for getting to your logs. So it really did, uh, you know, diminish the, the need for the Fusion Analytics product. So it's good to see it's evolving, but again, it's sort of sad to see a product ending. It's been around for almost 10 years, but also kind of strange to see Flash finally died after all this time. So. Right. I mean, like, it's been a long death. If you think about, if you consider the iPhone being the beginning of the death of Flash, it's been 13 years. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then the funny thing is, is I still get prompts for saying, hey, you need Flash for this. So I'm wondering how many sites are going to have to change up or, you know, how many of those bad Flash site security problems are going to stick around. So. Right. Interesting. I guess that's a lesson, especially for us in the, uh, Cold fusion space where everybody likes to tell us our product is dead is flash was dead for 13 years so <laughs> yep exactly. who knows how long cold fusion is going to be quote dead for yep. <laughs> cool we also have that blog post about forgebox 5.1 which we'll just share in the show notes in the chat and then command box 5.1.1 as well then next we actually have a a little annual experience annual day that we missed yesterday did you know about this one eric i've seen this in previous years so so i saw this blog post again from ben and i was hoping you could tell me why june 1st is regular expression day to be honest i don't even know i remember like okay. it's been 13 years since he decided to start celebrating uh Reg regex but yeah basically because regex has been around for a long time but if you he has a link here to check out a video and slide presentation on you know, regular expressions and how they're extraordinarily powerful. Um, but yeah, so it's basically um, one of those things that I don't, know, I don't know if he started or a group of people started it, but it just happened. Um, so yeah. Well, it looks like I'm just in, on his blog and underneath there's this like, enjoy this, you might also enjoy. And he has like all of the different regular expression days. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe we could find figure out what it is down well, there yeah, let's so. see june 1st let's go back to an old one. <laughs> oh yeah he's announcing it so this is a this is a national holiday from ben yeah. saturday sunday june 1st 2008 was the first one <laughs> here I'll, I'll put that that blog post in <laughs> that's funny that's funny Re regular expressions are pretty amazing they are pretty confusing at the same time i've 
definitely had to do a couple courses to get it um, kind of through my head. So yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, it's one of those things, though, too, is like even with tools like Rejixer and everything, sometimes I'm like, it's working, it's working. Nope, it's not working. <laughs> and <laughs> I can see what I want and I just, yeah, I just get lost sometimes. But yeah, because yeah. I know like I, little things with uh, continuous integration, like we passed uh, code coverage out of reports and stuff. And depending on the module, you'll pull out a different piece of stuff. And I swear that different formats really th throw me sometimes. And I love it. Right. It's powerful, but yeah, it's sometimes people say if you got a problem, you grab Regix and then you have two problems. I have two problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I for one don't can't write a regular expression without my nifty tool here. I just pasted it in the chat called Regixer. It's a website that you can put a bunch of text text in, put in your expression, and see what actually is matching and getting captured. Yeah. You can even do replacement things and see them right in line because there is. It is kind of soul crushing to try to do that on a CF server and keep changing and refreshing and changing and refreshing and changing and refreshing. <laughs> yeah, but as uh, Charlie mentions too, it doesn't help that there's all these different versions and syntaxes and slight changes, and and that's true. Right. And, there's, and Ben actually put a blog post out the other day saying if you don't like Adobe Cold Fusion's Regex engine, you can basically pass the change a variable, um, and then you can use Java's underlying Regex tool. It gives you a Which lot more power. I, yeah, I think Ben, even before he found that in Lucy, had written a wrapper around Java's regex because um, if you do anything more complicated with like capture groups, um, you'll find that Cold Fusions isn't as powerful. So, yeah, it's good so for simple matching. For you. Yeah, it's great for simple matching and everything. But when you start doing, yeah, like I said, groups and reverse lookups and all sorts of funny stuff does get a little out of hand cool well you also have another so one oh sorry <laughs> i was just gonna say happy regular expression day <laughs> yeah okay well we also have a, a blog post from brian class um and this is part of his beyond the basics of using aws3 and cfml and so this one talks about encrypting objects at rest in s3 and so uh, he actually links to his presentation from Adobe Cold Fusion Summit 2019. So if you guys want to learn more about IAM, I definitely recommend that. But it talks about what should you do if someone steals one of your logins? You know, how can you protect your data? And so he talks about some of the S3 encryption options. And S3 we use all the time. You know, we throw things up there, but there's a lot of options and configuration. And S3 like encryption options are pretty powerful. And um, he goes through the you know, managing the keys, but also how to do it in JavaScript. Uh, sorry, AWS Java SDK, not JavaScript. But um, yeah, so this this blog series is really useful. Um, he presented it into the box about S3 and sort of touched on a lot of these pieces pretty pretty nicely. So if you guys are attending, you can check out that video. But these blog posts are great. And I loved his series last year. He had about 16 different blog posts. So I'm sure this one's going to be a nice, long, meaningful uh, blog series. So really interesting i wish i knew more about amazon and s3 and everything so i i'm i'm grateful for someone like brian to tell me what they need to know when i need to know it because there is so much to know in the amazon developer ecosystem <laughs> yeah i see all those people doing the free code camp who get the aws certification i'm like i really want to do that but i don't want to hurt my brain that much <laughs> <laughs> so pretty cool so thanks brian for that and we look forward to the next one 
so yeah, it was a pretty short week for blog posts this week. So that was it. Uh, and there was, you know, a couple little tweets here and there, but basically everyone's just think conferenced out and dock it out and ready for summertime. But let's look at the find a job section here. So get CFML jobs website, which is built in ColdFusion and scrapes a lot of the major job sites, uh, has 36 ColdFusion positions listed right now from 29 companies across 18 locations in five countries. And so uh, this first job right here um, looks like they're looking for a full-time ColdFusion developer in Greenwood Village, Colorado. And then there's also a full-time ColdFusion development position uh, remote in Greenwood, Village? It looks like oh, the same place. Oh, interesting. So must developer have been a, and a data analyst. Ah, so same place is repeating. Okay, very cool. And so it looks like you just found another one pop up? Yeah, uh, just today there's a senior co-fusion developer at Falls Church, Virginia. Oh, very cool. And so three jobs there. And then uh, I also saw one on Twitter, uh, Jeff Stanislaw. Um, looking for a skilled CFN MySQL web app developer, USA preferred, English speaking, able to interact with clients. And then um, basically we have a link there for that. So I'm kind of curious about his chief international marketer, maybe. Uh, looks like his uh, Twitter handle. I'll find out a little more about that. But we have the, the Twitter link there as well. So. Uh, definitely check out getcfmailjobs.com if you guys are looking, and they actually allow you to post jobs too if you're looking uh, if you're looking for someone to fill a spot. So definitely go check that out, and then we'll share that Twitter link as well for those in the live chat. Okay, so let's get on to the Forgebox module of the week. So this one I couldn't believe we hadn't talked about it yet, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, right. So, it's uh, Fixinator by Pete Freitag, or Fandio, his company. Um, Fixinator is a module and a companion service that makes it easy to find and automatically fix security vulnerabilities in your CFML code. So the package on Forgebox is a command box command that lets you run Fixinator from the command box client, talks to the service, it scans your code and it will give you um, different things that could be security vulnerabilities, how confident it is, and can even give you options to fix it automatically. And you know it's a great product because they have those animated GIFs inside the Forgebox page. So it shows that, you how it and it has works. awesome ASCII art in the command box command. <laughs> that is cool too. But yeah, so this shows you how you can actually fix uh, like a SQL injection, and it gives you different options when you're fixing, uh, and you know then it can run the code again and find it, which is a pretty neat product. And they actually have a you know a nice website which you can find out more about it and. Pete's talked about this uh, a couple of different places now. Um, yeah, but he announced it, I think, into the box last year. And yeah, if you go to the site, they um, got the little helper bot here. So if you want to ask some questions, but um, yeah, the key features uh, auto fix, uh, looks for known vulnerabilities, it's great with continuous integration, you know, detect vulnerabilities within your source code, it's configurable. And got great backdoor detection too from Melissa CFML backdoors. So 
Yeah. One of my favorite things with Fixinator is you can set it up in your continuous integration pipeline. I believe Pete talks about that in his Into the Box video where he goes through continuous integration. Yep. Um, but it can become one of those steps to check, like, okay, did the code I just write have any issues? And you don't you don't have to run it locally every time. You'll just be notified when there's a problem. So it's it's really great. It isn't a free product, but it's well worth the money. Yeah, for sure, and uh, it's it's definitely a, a good a good one to have in your tool belt, and you know, just yeah, I can't believe how smooth it runs. And again, he wrote wrote it with a command box uh, module, showing you that you can do all sorts of cool things with command box. So, um, but definitely go check that out. Um, and yeah, the into the box video, he definitely talks about some of that, and they have a lot of great security products available through Foundio, so uh, check them out as well. I mean, he's probably he's gotten well, most well-known for the HackMyCF uh, service that he had originally where it would scan your server and look for vulnerabilities and check to see if it'd run all the updates and everything, and that sort of got him his title as CFML security expert. But Adobe Developer Week, uh, a couple weeks back, he scared the pants out of everybody, showing them how to make your secure code or your code a little more secure. So, yeah, I definitely uh, would check that out too if you can um so and you mentioned his other products and uh along with fixinator if you go to the website if you want to get all of the amazing foundio security products there's some bundle prices as well so yeah so some good deals over there uh foundio is awesome and we love fixinator yes yes we do <laughs> Okay, now it's time for our VS Code, hence tips and tricks of the week. And this one was actually recommended by Luis Mahano. So uh, this one is actually called the HTML CSS support for VS Code. And so as you can see here, this is what's missing from VS Code, they say. So this one here um, gives you options for class attribute completion, ID attribute completion, uh, supports Zen coding completion for class and ID attributes, scans workplace folders for CSS and, uh, and SCSS files, and re supports remote CSS files too, so maybe you're pulling them in from a CDN or something like that. Um, but it has support for a lot of languages, so it'll you know tie into Vue or HTML if you're using Laravel Blades or Twig or any of these different options. So uh, it's it's pretty neat. It just gives you that really you know handy quick access for your CSS classes and, and IDs. So um, again, you can change the you know the file extensions you're using or whatnot, uh, and it's pretty pretty neat. You got a little control space, and then it'll give you an option for. For completing that so uh, it has almost three and a half million installs and pretty good rating so nice to see and again just one of those little things that you know you probably don't know you're missing but once you start using it you can't believe you didn't have it before so thanks Louise for that recommendation um, I had one I wanted to throw out there Gavin uh, that I found recently with the Microsoft build that happened um, I was introduced on Twitter to uh, I'm going to try to pronounce the name, Matt Berner. Um, and every day he tweets out a VS Code tip. And actually, most of them are like settings. Um, yeah. Some of them have been extensions, but it's been nice, you know, once a day to be like, oh, I don't know VS Code could do that. He also has a, uh, a session that they had at Build uh, 2020 that you can go watch for free. So we'll put both those in the show notes and in the chat. Yeah, very so cool. If you can't get enough VS Code tips, 
from us once a week, Matt's got your back. Yep. And uh, a lot of those settings and everything are, are really, really cool. Um, they actually have, every time a VS Code update comes out too, they they also have a, another uh, little podcast that just sort of one-offs. They just do a little, little sort of, I guess, a, I don't even know, just a summary video of all the different things you can get. And a lot of them are just settings. They're not really extensions or plugins. They're just different changes to the, the core or different little uh you know, things you can do to make yourself more efficient. So, you know, uh, I like seeing the pop-up whenever VS Code opens of all the changes I've gotten there. But the mm-hmm. someone basically goes through them, breaks them down, and does little YouTube videos on them as well. I don't remember who that was. So it may be the same guy or it may be someone else. But uh, definitely, definitely pretty cool. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that, Eric. I appreciate it. I might go watch that video myself. Or it might have been the one I watched, to be honest, because I did watch a couple <laughs> of the build ones. So Right pretty cool okay well this brings us to our patreon supporters so again we want to thank charlie Earhart for being our newest patreon supporter uh, we've got quite a pile of them looking now so if we update the screen here you can see look at all those faces on the top of the video um so yeah we got a lot of great supporters and we want to thank everybody for for helping us make this this podcast, but also make our other open source products like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, etc. Especially during these times where it's even harder to get client work and everyone's sort of on a bit of a slowdown. Uh, this, all this help does really help us keep those products moving. So we really do appreciate that. Okay, well, I want to thank all of you individually. So I'll go ahead and do that. So Ben Adel, Britt DeLine, Carvin Stanton, Charlie Earhart, Dali, Dan Card, Daniel Garcia, David Bellinger, Dizdealis Nicky, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, Jeremy Adams, Jonas Erickson, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamery, Kai Koenig, Lexmer Tidahadi, Matthew Clemente, Mingo Hagen, Ryan Hughes, Scott Steinbeck, Sean Oden, Stephen Klotz, Synaptrips, and Yogesh Mathir. So that list is getting pretty long. We're going to have to take a few more breaths next time. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's okay. We want the list to be long. So we, yeah. Uh, if you guys we'll want call it, it the Ordis Patreon Challenge, if you can get through all the names in one breath. Yep. So come, come on, folks. Make it harder for us. Get your name on there. Yep. So <laughs> patreon.com slash solutions. You can find out more about all the different packages we have. Um, we got a selection there for, you know, small, small and all the way through to large company support. And if you want to find out a little more about our other sponsors, you can go to autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors. And that there lists our Patreon supporters. We try and keep that updated as best we can. Um, and <laughs> Brad's asking, can we start calling the Patreon supporters groupies? Well, maybe we can call them boxes. Oh, that's our name. We'll have to think of it. What, what goes in a box? Boxies. 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 <laughs> yeah. Somebody earlier said QBs. Which would be confusing because of the library, but would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we, we definitely appreciate all your help and support. Uh, it means a lot to us. And if those who aren't able to financially support us, we really appreciate, you know, bug reports and pull requests and documentation updates. And we really appreciate all of it. Uh, Charlie says the loyal littles. <laughs> a phrase that some of you recognize. I'm not sure I know that one. But... Yeah, I'm sorry. Pulling the blank. Yeah. We'll have to explain that to us again later, Charlie. But we thank everybody for tuning in. And um, we 
I'll be actually on vacation for a couple of weeks here, all going well. So we'll have to see what happens. But uh, hopefully, Brad and uh, Brad and the group can uh, pick up where I left off. If not, we'll try and let you guys know. But uh, yeah, you guys have a great week and be safe. And we'll talk to you soon. See you guys. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.